We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good, LL Nation? Lucky Lefty Podcast. Brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. It is that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you're going to drink, by all means, make sure you do so. Responsibly. You got to do it responsibly. Left is out there putting in work for Anora. Got some links, you know. Got some, got some links. Links and connects. <laughs> unintended coming in the future and coming this week we're so appreciative of your continued support go to apple Podcasts and spotify cfb nation in conjunction with irish breakdown for all of our great content also state of recruiting what i got john garcia jr fantastic content over cfb nation in conjunction with irish breakdown it's the lucky lefty podcast you already know we spin it different we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, Lef, I guess we start off with getting your feelings because you haven't had an opportunity to really speak um, you spoke when the offer was uh, given and made, and the interview was taken by Tommy Reese as he traveled down to Tuscaloosa and met with Nick Saban. But since it became official that he made his decision and spoke to the administration and spoke to Marcus Freeman and the players and let them know that he would be taking the job, 
as the new offensive coordinator at Alabama. You have not had your opportunity to uh, express yourself. So I'm going to allow you to express yourself, and then I'm going to talk about another Notre Dame legend that clearly expressed himself this weekend. Man, I think, yeah, Tim Brown definitely went in on his on his thoughts. But, you know, the Tommy thing is very interesting to me. I think a lot of it uh, is is confusing because it's a lateral move. I think the Notre Dame offensive coordinator position is as prestigious as an Alabama offensive coordinator position. I think even more because without Nick Saban, Alabama offensive coordinator position is what? Just another job. Just another job. It wouldn't be like at Notre Dame offensive coordinator with, with Brian Kelly, without Brian Kelly, get Chip Kelly in there. It don't matter because the, the, the status of what an offensive coordinator means at Notre Dame carries weight. So is it, So it's not the fame that you're looking for. I hope not, because if you're looking to go on to Nick Saban, what Nick Saban's telling you to do on offense is not the same freedom that you get over here that they gave you the keys for. And personally, I think we have a better roster this year, particularly offensively, than Alabama does. You're going in there to find more work. You don't have a quarterback that you know of right now. You got to install a whole new system. You got guys leaving and coming. You don't even know who's on the team right now. So the move is very alarming to me because I don't understand what it was for. Are you running from the heat that's coming down the chimney at Notre Dame where your expectations as being a solo dude calling the plays is going to be on you because you ain't won nothing? You look at a guy like Brian Leftwich, got three uh, division championships, has been second in leading the uh, uh, NFL in scoring and in yards, had Tom Brady, got a Super Bowl all in three years and can't get a job. Can't get a head coaching job. Can't get a a, a, a a job somewhere else. Tommy ain't won a damn thing. And he the hottest offensive coordinator in college football. How? 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 You haven't won anything. Haven't got no quarterbacks drafted. Haven't put no numbers up that's respectable in college football. But we like, damn, okay. Nothing. You have gave us nothing but terrible quarterback play. Terrible recruiting in the quarterback room. And you the hottest ticket on the market. That don't make no damn sense. So it is a good thing that you left because you was in the way. You was clearly in the way. You wasn't bringing in Marcus franchise uh, franchise quarterback like he wanted. Now he got to go do it himself. You didn't want to bring quarterback coach. Now he got to go do it himself. You wasn't trying to run a damn ball in the beginning of the season. When we losing the Marshall and Stanford, you got Marcus Freeman over there, arms folded. Why we not running the damn ball? Why are we doing tight end jet reverse sweeps on the one-yard line? So now Marcus Freeman got to do it himself. So I do think that this is good for Marcus Freeman. He finally gets control of his own team. I've never seen a head coach not be able to get head coaching control his first year at a prestigious university. So now the training wheels get to be taken off. Tommy had a lot of good hype around him, clearly. A lot of people in the building liked him a lot for what offensive mind, mastermind, and all that. But I just know a guy with a resume that got three uh, NFC championships, AFC championship, uh, Super Bowl, coach, coach the greatest quarterback of all time, and can't get a job. I got another guy compared to that got none of that quality, not even first-round pick, not even top-scoring offense, not anything like that. One-and-one one in bowl game, what, two-and-one in bowl games, two-and-one in whatever. 
and is the hottest thing on the market. So there's a reason why Tommy was Saban's third choice. And it wasn't his first. But for a third choice to go run from something that was a better opportunity shows a lot about him. Now, it's definitely a win-win for him because you're going to Alabama under Nick Saban. But does that mean more than what the value could you could have created at Notre Dame as an offensive coordinator and the quarterback coach? I don't know. And it's even crazy because Notre Dame said they'll match the number. They wanted to keep you. That was PR, bro. And it could be PR still. I get that. <laughs> I get that, but at least we said it. So it, so it couldn't have been about the money. Couldn't have been about what? What is it about? I believe he did it because he was scared of what was at Notre Dame and what the challenge was required to ask of him. He can go to Alabama and win 10 games because he don't have to take the blunt force of it. Nick Saban's going to take the blunt force of it. But when Tommy put that quote out there, he said, I'm responsible, this and that, he didn't want that smoke. We're going to get to that. Was on me. Speak on that left. He Speak said on that. It's on me when we ain't doing what we're supposed to do. It's on me and it's all on me. Yeah, I know. But you end up knowing and realizing that you don't like how it feels when you got to be singled out. You can't take put no shield like Ian Book in front of you. They looked at you because you didn't want a quarterback coach. Who are we going to look at? Marcus Freeman was a linebacker in college. We ain't expecting him to be dialing up. So we had to look at you, and you didn't perform. You didn't meet the expectations. I don't know where the hype came from. You played better than you coached there. I'd rather you strap a helmet up than you call plays. If that was the case, you could have served us better than Drew Pine. But you recruited Drew Pine. You thought Drew Pine was the, the bridge to success at Notre Dame. I hope you don't think that's going to be good down in Alabama. Nick Saban will be like, who are you bringing in? Who is this? So we agree Tommy's going to be fine no matter what he does in college football. Tommy got that battery in his back from the powers of that B. So he's going to be straight. But it was a distraction for Marcus Freeman. I feel like Marcus Freeman wanted to get him going a long time ago. Because it wasn't a good fit. When I get the keys to my house, they're not giving a, another set of keys to somebody else. I ain't never seen that. Mm -hmm. You sign the name on the dotted line, you sign a deed to the house, they give you the keys, and then when you leave, they go give another set of keys to another person? So now it gets to be Marcus Freeman's house. He gets to fill out his staff the way he wants to. And I think he's more prepared than he is surprised that Tommy made this move. I was about six minutes left. <laughs> I thought you, man, I thought you was going to put together a God did whole verse today. <laughs> you only went six. But, you know, I've since the beginning, I've always been like Tommy on a short lease anyway. Y'all wanted to give him these, oh, we can fresh start, you know, wipe the slate clean. I was on him from the beginning. So I knew in the beginning when I was exposing the truth, that was a heavier weight than most people realize. I knew the weight was heavy. That's why I said it. I knew that weight was heavy. And he realized it. And he was like, man, it's year three. I ain't moved the needle at all. I'm not you about speak, to take this. You made an interesting point, Left. 
This was the year where no longer the fan base was not about to, because there were a lot of people that stuck up for Tommy. Him, former players that were his friends and everything, and they wanted to make excuses. This was the year, no more excuses. You had two quarterbacks. You basically got two starting quarterbacks on your roster. You recruited the best one out of the transfer portal. Now you have numbers in the wide receiver room. You got talent. It ain't like Dale Alexander talking about I can't do nothing with these kids. The running back room is stacked. Running back room is why you Offensive were line, last year. good. Foundation, great. No Every excuses. Day. It's a make or break. Either you're about to get exposed or you're about to become a legend. Or I can go oh, reset. Yeah. I can go reset at Alabama. Reset, run away, go to Alabama, never have to face the music. The only music you will face is Nick Saban knocking on your door saying you need to be better. You're not going to get it from the fan base. Because they're looking at Nick. It's no different than what Brian Kelly did. Brian Kelly knew the end of the road. He couldn't give the university more than what he already gave it. Mm. So what did he do? He said, I'm not about to fall in this war. I'm about to go take the money and run. Yeah. Give, well, him see, a mediocre, give him a mediocre 10-win season at LSU. They're going to feel good because of that, because that's what I'm good at. See, that's I what you, get, close. you, Brian Driscoll, tons of Notre Dame fans that I've seen express themselves, other people that cover Notre Dame football, have all said the same thing. Like, how do you leave your alma mater? For a lateral move. It doesn't make sense. The quarterback situation is better. The talent is just probably the best the since you've been there. Best since you've been here. You built it. You built the quarterback yeah. room up to have Minchie in there. Because you with had all two the two starters and CJ Carr coming down the line. And you, you leave all of this, it. you leave all of this for that. Doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. And the difference, too, between him and Kelly is Notre Dame wasn't matching the offer. No. Now, this, is shocking. this is shocking. We did put an LL poll out on the YouTube channel and ask the question, should Notre Dame match Alabama's offer? 46%. Now, first, first of all, I need to talk to these 46%. 46% of, <laughs> of people that voted said, yes, Notre Dame should match the offer. And I was like, yo, this is incredible. <laughs> You, you know how I feel about giving non-max players max money. What yeah, we had a Zach Levine on the roster. Man, he is definitely a Zach Levine of offensive coordinators. Facts. That's a, Zach, that's a perfect comp. Tommy Reese is definitely a Zach Levine. Everybody wants to give him the max. But real Bulls fans know he ain't giving that man no max. No. But many people, you know, analysts, you get on TV, they'll try to slide it past you. Oh, yeah, Zach Levine, franchise, max player. Nah. Real bull fan, though. Can't do it. Pull out my Mike Singletary. Can't do it. <laughs> Won't do it. <laughs> hey, you Tommy is like Chandler Parsons, man. You'd be like, why is Chandler getting paid every hey. First what of all, I have no a hey, hey Chandler Parsons, the greatest hustler in the history of the NBA. I have no issues with Chandler Parsons, bro. None. Oh, you're okay with the way he's been robbing. Hey, the if you can convince people to give you the bag without even taking the floor, 
Oh man. That means you in your workouts, you look fabulous, bro. <laughs> he is the best workout player in the history of the NBA. The amount of money this man, him and Chase Daniels, they know how to just suck up some vacuum up some money, man. Man. Hey. And they complain about black people not working on the job. <laughs> like Jay said, you can't knock the hustle, bro. You cannot knock the hustle. <laughs> so Jeez. we're going to talk about the candidates. Who should Notre Dame go after? And, Notre, and, and Marcus Freeman, I said this on Friday, love. Marcus Freeman wasn't – make sure I say this correctly. Not only was Marcus Freeman ready that this happened as far as looking for the replacement of Tommy Reese, it was a load off of Marcus Freeman. Because he knew he was going to have to go through this bull every year until it happened. Every yeah. year. Low key. Look I think when he walked down to the office last year, face to face, and asked said, Tommy, do, do you want it? No, do you want to be here? I'm giving you your out right now. Do you want to be here? Just tell me. Because if you don't, we can make this happen right now. I can go get my guy right now. Because I, I don't know why I couldn't get him in the first place. I come down, try to, I see a nameplate already on there. How did that nameplate already? I just got here. So you in the way, but you're right. This was going to be an every year thing. Every year. Remember Brian Kelly after 2012? It was every year. It was like, is every he gonna go year. Is he going to go to the league? Is he going to go to the NFL? Was he going Because you hit that point where you're like, I can do no more. So, Marcus Freeman, how are you going to build a program when your OC quarterback coach, the whole thing on offense, taking trips every time? It's like, my goodness, can we develop? You're taking more trips and developing new concepts and schemes. What are schemes at? Man. You should you should you should lay out five schemes and concepts we're gonna put in next year before you just start taking plane trips across the country. Because <laughs> then you come back with more smoke and nothing to nothing to show for it. Three points against what was it ten points against Stanford? He is, you know what? This is so amazing. I saw someone say, well, you know, Dan Orlovsky has juggled Tommy's jewels for like two years. <laughs> Just based on what, I have no clue. That's what be the, and that, you know what? That's be the craziest. It'd be like, for, for what? Yeah, the man, the man got some things going. But y'all, the, the extra layer of, the extra lather. Look, it's like, what is this man really doing? Like, it's confusing. If you could, it'd be one thing if it was like Todd Munkin, and we'd be like, man, we we had that brother as long as we could. Man, he didn't had number one offense, had six touchdowns for his quarterback in the national championship game. Todd Munkin, the man. So then, when when you get on TV and he's like, he the number one offensive coordinator pick, he out here taking visits, and you're like, oh, I understand, I understand. But if you ain't producing that, where is all this hype coming from? Are you paying people? <laughs> like, are these your homies for real? Like back growing up, y'all just always look out for each other? Because I'm not, 
The media is getting Tommy hired. Cutting on the tape, I doubt it's getting Tommy hired. I doubt it. Oh, his whole wait. Let's let's be honest, man. His entire coach career has been about nepotism. Yes, we spoke on that. The relationship between the people up in Northwestern with his father and how he got on the staff there. Like, come on, dude. His process has been sped up, unlike anyone else's. It's, It's crazy, and we're not saying that to hate because. And we do what we do to be able to give our children the same opportunity. Because I can't wait. Man, I just, you I think, just need to know it's going to work the same all the way through. If it's going to work the same all the way throughout, fine. I just got to play the game. <laughs> right. You Do you honestly think baby girl is out on the left coast? You think I don't make calls? <laughs> yeah, you better. Come on, man! It'd be a, it would be a disservice for you not to do that. So we're not hating because we know what it is. Hmm. I just think for Marcus Freeman, it's a great time to move forward before you three, four years deep with all types of recruiting classes that Tommy's had influence on and what they're expecting on getting when they come in. Thank goodness Kenny Minchie's not expecting too much. He can still have a long career at Notre Dame under a different coordinator and did not help him, did not let him skip a beat. Mm. Hopefully, we can say the same for, for Carr. You want to talk about 81? You can tell he was waiting on that. That wasn't the same. Man, draft. yeah, this is not this is not a tweet. Drafts. This is not a tweet that was in the moment. This was a tweet that had been the thought about draft. and crafted for a while. For a while. But didn't want to put it out there because it was too early. Yeah, yeah. He understood, no, he understood the roots that he understood the roots that Eleven had yeah. within that administration and at the school. He, he understood knew. that. He knew. But the moment, because <laughs> it was too moment, quick. Man, the moment. Tweets. I'm talking about he used all 240 characters in each tweet. This was saved. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, man. And he broke it down. He ain't just he ain't just come off the tip and said, "Oh, I'm glad he." He said, "Here's my point one. Mm-hmm. Here's my point two. Mm-hmm. Here's my thesis. I think he depending on Kelly. <laughs> I <Like>, just <laughs> and Hero Ball. We talked about it. We talked about the Hero Ball. Now I think some of it though." That's something that's funny because you mentioned that during the regular season. During the regular that season. That was hero ball. You mentioned that multiple times. Love. Multiple times. And, I and, and okay, now some of it, obviously, we talked about in the spring game. We was like, oh, Drew may, may be the starter. We need to be handing that thing off. Oh, Tyler, he's, oh, he's going to be the starter first time. Oh, he need to be handing that thing off. He need to be, what, what we laugh about, just t- turn around. 
handing the biscuit off. So some of that, of it being predictable, yeah. Yeah, obviously. We got great running backs. 87 is number one tight end. Of course, we're going to have a lot of action with them too. So I got to push back a little bit on that. Because that's what we expected. What, 60-40, 60-30, or a 70-30 run? Yeah. Okay. Now, I agree with him on the fact that the only thing is we didn't have to do it that way. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't Michael Mayer and the, and the Marauders. Michael Mayer and the Irish. We got talent. Maybe if it was in Tim Brown days, okay, I can see why we're giving it to 81 all the time. But we have a top recruiting class in the country for years now. So we got dudes. That's what, what the frustrating part was. Alabama, you think Alabama, if Alabama was Notre Dame, we would have never heard about the receivers they've had. We probably would have never heard about Waddle. We would have heard about Jerry, uh, Jerry Judy and Devontae Smith. Because mm-hmm. they would have threw it to him every time. Alabama threw it to everybody on the roster. <laughs> and they won games, cousin. Remember, uh, who was it? Waddle tore his ACL in the season? And they no. still had Henry Ruggs. No, no, no. It was messed up his ankle. Messed up his ankle? His ankle, yeah. He was going the first game of the season, and they didn't skip a beat. Yeah. And and Waddle's the fastest in the NFL right now. And he fr- had a fracture, yeah. So if Waddle was on Notre Dame, we would, it would be an 8-4 and four season. Because Waddle would have went down. If Michael Mary went down week one, what would we have looked like? I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> nope. You talking about Mayor goes down and we still have Drew Pine <laughs> as quarterback? I don't even what want to talk about it. What would we have looked like, Sean? I, I don't think Tommy would have made it out the season. Because then it would have been like, why does our quarterback room look like that? Who's do, Who's responsible for that? Mm. So, I think he saw the writing on the wall. And we should have seen the writing on the wall when we had to pull a backup from a Big Ten school. Mm. That We we love the name Jack Cone, but that's after we made it. But before we start calling him Jack, Jack Cone, it was the backup at Wisconsin. That's who we was working with. Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube. Hit the like button. Hit the notification bell. CFB Nation, great content. Leave five stars. Leave your comments. Conjunction with, in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. Lucky Lefty Podcast, we spin it different. Nobody you know, likes taking and people. I tell people in the chat to relax. Left has not had a proper moment <laughs> to discuss the issue. I commend people. So that, no, I just want to say, like, relax. Right. Just relax. Let him talk about Tommy Reese. He didn't get a chance to talk about him after he took the job. Like, let me produce the show. And give him an opportunity to do that, and we'll get to the coaches in the OC positions shortly. But let left have his say 
He's been making connections and hasn't had the opportunity to speak. Absolutely. Now, can I get to what 81 actually said? Get to. At 81 Tim Brown on Twitter. (laughs) Wait, you going to share the screen? You going to share the tweet up there? You know what? I I wasn't even going to be that disrespectful. But since you mentioned it, Left, since you you mentioned it, I mean, I can do it. Uh, yeah, just so, sure. so the people know, we get word for word. Sure. You know, they like to say we 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 spinning it too different and taking words out of context. We just want to put it up on the screen. Sure, by all means, you know, you know me. <laughs> I'm all for the people. Give the people what they want. Oh my god! Yeah, there you go. Tim Brown at 81. Tim Brown. This is a great day for Irish football and maybe even a better day for Tommy Reese. See, he was nice. A win-win. Just let you know, he measured it. I've been around a lot of offenses, but the Irish offense last year, with maybe the exception of the Carolina game, was extremely predictable. Seeing the Mm -hmm. offensive struggle told me at least two things. Tommy was very dependent on Kelly, and more importantly, but more important, he didn't have the ability to dissect the defense. What we saw is what I call, in all caps, hero ball. Mm. You have a player, mayor in parentheses, who is better than the person covering you, and you throw him the ball a zillion times. Make him the hero. If that doesn't work for you, if that doesn't work, you lose. I was at a couple of games where it took everything in me not to go knock on the booth window and say, give me the call sheet. Multiple exclamation points or exclamation marks. LOL, exclamation mark. I truly wish him well. He's going to need it. Let's go Irish. Said I wanted to bang on the play caller window. Say, give me the sheet. <laughs> Let me read between the lines, left, because I can't speak. I'm not, I'm not speaking. But I have, I'm not speaking directly for Tim Brown, but we have had the opportunity to speak to several former players. And there was, there was a considerable amount of former players that took issue with Marcus Freeman not being able to choose his own offensive coordinator. We've said several. on this show. We've several. Said on this show. Plenty several. Of there were several former Notre Dame players that took issue. Because nobody's ever heard of that. <laughs> nobody's ever done. Like, they didn't even do that with Kelly when he first got here. He came from Cincinnati. What the heck? <laughs> anyway. So, so, there you have it. He goes to Alabama. He takes the job. Lasting impressions, bro. Lasting impressions. I think we have cleared the house of all potential distractions from what Marcus Freeman really wants to build. I think the house is totally cleaned out now. Oh, we got all new floor. We took the carpet out. You know, we finally got rid of that couch that was here before we even pulled up. And now the room looks a little bit bigger. 
I think that uh, Marcus Freeman is secretly going like this because I think he knows he can lock in on what he really wants to do. You know, I'm I'm appreciative of Tommy being an alumni coming mm-hmm. back to his university, putting in some 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 solid work. You know, got Michael Mayer drafted number one. I think that's great. Uh, number one tight end. Um, but man, I know that now the attention shifts a little off of that and goes back to how important this next season is for Marcus Freeman and even more so the next hire, big hire that he's going to add to a staff that's already loaded, especially defensively. I think he'll make more than one hire now that Tommy's gone. Hopefully we get some some, uh, quarterback OC in there, maybe even offense analysts or two. You know, don't don't be afraid to stuff the staff up. I think we were very bare on one side of the cupboard, you know. So I think that Marcus Freeman and uh, his response to this is, is going to be crucial, not only for the team this year, but teams coming down the pipeline, especially um, fixing the issues that we needed last year, and it comes from the offensive side too. And you know what? Anthony Solomon says something here, and other people have said it in the chat earlier. But I, he says, I think Tommy thought he should have been given the head coach job. I knew over Tommy Marcus. was off, and he was in his own last when he did. Because uh, remember when Coach Kelly did that college game day, and he sat on that stage and told him, Yeah, Marcus Freeman is the next in line. Tommy was gone that day. Mm. He was gone that day. That was midway through the 21 season. He I remember that. Stage and said, Marcus Freeman is going to be the next in line. He's a great head coach, blah, 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 blah. And Tommy was like, I'm gone. Because at the end of the day, Tommy took that Notre Dame job through nepotism, thinking Coach Kelly was coming to an end, and he can coach that team. That's why he stuck around. That's why he didn't want to go with Kelly when he left. Because if it was about being an SEC, he would have went with Kelly. He would have had the same type of control he has at Notre Dame. He just would have been in the SEC with more talent, right? Mm. All of that. Mm. That Coach Kelly said he left for. Yeah. He could have went with Kelly. He didn't want to go with Kelly because he wanted to be the head coach. But how did Jack make it work? Jack said, look, you're not the head coach. But you can have another set of house keys. You be the head coach of the offense. We'll let Marcus Freeman run the team as the head coach with the title, but you be the head coach on offense. That's my compromise to you, Tommy. Because if this was about going to Alabama, he would have went to LSU. This just happened to be the closest thing to a, a great plausible deniability. Oh, this is just a great career move. But he's been looking for a way out because he didn't get the head coach. And I don't blame him. I would want to be the head coach, too. And for people that, you know, I saw some people. They obviously must be new to the show. I saw some people trying to throw the word hate around. Um, Ain't nobody hating because oh, man, Tommy's hey. gonna be Tommy's gonna be good regardless. Hey, we just what? know that we just see through the lines. 
That's all. You're not going up there speaking in front of the, your whole team after the head coach leave, talking about your heart's there, you want to win a championship, this, that, and the third, you ain't going nowhere. And then a couple years later, you leave for the damn near the same program he left for. Same conference. They play each other every year. The money probably the same. You were salty. You didn't get that nod from Jack. And hey, Jack still compromised with you. Wasn't good enough in the long run because yeah. you knew you couldn't hold up your end of the bargain being an OC there. And that's cool. And that's cool. Mike McNeil, we thank you for tapping in. Says, why, why so upset, Malik? He gone. Let it be. Now MF gets to have his staff. I'm great he gets to have his staff, but we're just not going to let it slide like – Look, can I, can I, look, you can't, you have to be careful. <laughs> Let me protect you. Let me protect you. That's what I, yeah, I, I can speak to this and I won't give too much. Okay. For a lot of reasons, other than football, it's a lot of former players that are ecstatic that Tommy Reese is no longer in this program. I'll leave it at that. It has absolutely nothing to do with coaching. So don't just take Tim Brown. Tim Brown made it schematic. But if you really talk to Tim Brown, I guarantee you he can go deeper than football when it comes to his reasons for being happy for Tommy Reese no longer being at Notre Dame. So I kept my brother from having to speak on it as a former player. Seriously. I'll take the heat. It's good, though, because we know that these type of hires are things that you got to just let the cycle run its course. Didn't get in off of merit, so you can't be mad when he leaves off of no merit. He's just cycling through in an industry where you got people looking out for you. Now, we get a guy that has merit that we're hiring off of merit. We're not going to go after that guy. We go after the guy that hired him. (laughs) But if you didn't get hired by that guy, you got to take the heat. And that's why Notre Dame is not a place for everybody, even if you've been there. (laughs) Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. Apple Podcast, Spotify. CB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. Go get all of our great content. We spend it different. I'm ecstatic left, and we're going to talk about it. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League Podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua, and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter, and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.